First John 2 from verse 14. Is I have written unto you, young men, because you are strong, and the word of the Lord abideth in you. At this point, if you have been attending this church for one month, see, people should know that you are going to church. You will carry your Bible and your book, or your tab and your book, or your iPad. People should know you are going somewhere serious. Are you with me? See, if you are, if you are too careless, see, you are, you are far from greatness. So. It's not to you young men, because you are strong, and the word of the Lord abideth in you. The word of God abideth in you. The word of God abideth in you. I know we have the emblem as though it's a youth ministry, but if you look where it's not, <laughs> look well. Because some of the things I'm teaching, I'm, and I'm going to teach today, if some of your parents understood it, take your work with God serious. Everything is not cruise. Everything is not game. Everything is not play. Are you hearing me? We didn't come here to joke. Listen, we are gathered under the spirit of the living God. Even if it was only one person that came, the same way I'm teaching now, the same way I would have taught. He that cometh to God must believe that he is he's a rewarder of them that are diligent in this thing. Scatter, scatter people don't have a seat. They don't have a place with him. That's the thing. There is something called bar, bad raw material. Are you with me? Bad raw material. When you are selecting rice or beans to cook, if you see a stone, can you cook it? No matter how you want to cook it, a stone is a stone. The things of the spirit will not bless a certain kind of man. No matter how you want to do, that kind of man cannot work with God. When a person is distracted like that, consistently and continuously distracted and carried away, he cannot work with God. Just as I am without one plea. You keep just as I am, just as you are. But he must not leave you as you are if he will use you. I just have to put this here. Because we are growing. Even your dressing, when you are coming to church, people should know that you are coming for somewhere serious. Even if you wear a t-shirt and a jean, you carry your, your, your book. You don't just wear the same slippers you wear and go and buy suya. If they told you that our governor is coming here, how will you dress? And you are supposed to address him. What will you say? How will you dress? You, visitor is coming to your house. You look at yourself. You run inside to go and rearrange. Then you came to meet the king of kings. The monarch of Zion. Are you ready? Are you ready tonight? So we began the teaching series on Sunday. The secrets of change. Are you blessed by Sunday's service? Akopata Borate Selimai. Things are moving, you know. It's just that it's in the spirit. Don't wait till it has moved and manifested in the physical before you start you join it. Because by then you may be late. You may have to start your own process. But things are moving. Hallelujah. We emphasized the fact that in the spirit realm there are laws. We emphasize that our investment in the spirit realm produces laws that 
influence the natural realm. We mentioned Romans chapter 8 from verse 2 that says, For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus had made me free from the law of sin and death. And we said, the spirit is a law. And essentially, the secret of change is basically how we engage the laws of the spirit to bring about physical changes in our day-to-day life. Are you with me? How you can move yourself from one level to the other level, one level to a better level by the laws of the spirit. And we talked about desperate praying. Who was around on Monday? Hey, somebody met me and said, the prayer we prayed on Monday. I've never prayed like that in my life. No, that, that's, that's proof that you're changing. There must be, ah, it shouldn't be the same. You must go from one level to the other. After today's service, something else should come in new. Some people, let me tell you the truth. Ah, yeah. I've met people that I've known for years. And when I hear them talk, I just need you to talk and I'll know if you've changed. They sound the same way. Their understanding is the same thing. Their work with God, same level. Their anointing, same level. Their grace, same level. And that's not the Bible way. The Bible says, for the path of the just is like a shining light. It should get better. Are you with me? For the path of the just is like a shining light that shineth more and more and more and more. (laughs) Glory! Until the perfect day. I liked it on Monday. Yes, this is, the, this is the new breed. That's the way to pray. And as soon, a time will come when we are praying. People will be passing. They will, their eyes will open and they will see fire. It's not cool to be cold spiritually. So today we are going to talk about another law. Another law of the spirit that must be engaged if you are going to see change. is the law of faith. Hallelujah. See, open your spirit, man, and listen. Are you hearing me? Open your heart. Because let me tell you, if you open your heart and take all we're going to say tonight, there must be change. Behold, I present to you a mystery. The law of faith. Romans chapter 3, from verse 27. He says, where is boasting then? It is excluded. By what law of works? Nay, but by the law of faith. So the context here, he's talking about justification. That by the redemptive work of Christ, we have been justified. In such a way that there is no space for us to boast. So he's saying, where is boasting then? It is excluded. Meaning in the chapter of the grace provision made available to us upon the redemptive work of Christ, there is no space for us to boast. And he said, how is it possible that there is no space for us to boast? What law would make that possible? He knew that for anything to be possible spiritually, there has to be a law. There is a legality to make it work. By what law of works? Nay. But by the law of faith. That means faith is a law. Tell your neighbor, faith is a law. Tell your neighbor, faith is a law. Meaning, if it is faith, it must work. Because remember, what is a law? A law is something that is almost always constant. Don't forget Sunday. What's the law? A law 
is something that is almost always constant. So faith is a law. You see, personally, I feel the church really needs to teach about faith. I want to ask a question. The holidays. Is Monday a public holiday? Monday, July 11th. Is Tuesday a public holiday? Is Tuesday a public holiday? Not sure, but the sure one is Monday. Hmm. I, I think this faith matter. I, we have um, prayers and worship in the evening on Monday, right? Be like we go start that thing by 12. Let's, let's do a Bible study. Let's finish this. I want to f- come to the end. Let's finish this faith matter. Hallelujah. Because <laughs> we can't finish. Can we have an agreement? Can it work? We will stream on Mixelaro so that if... Let's, talk, let's finish this thing. Faith is a law. So quickly, what is faith? And... <laughs> How do you get faith to work? I wish I could go from the, the place the Bible started from in Hebrews chapter 10 to explain faith. But because of our time, I will start from Hebrews 11. Hebrews 11 from verse 1. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Hebrews 11 from verse 1. Can I tell you something? You are not too young to know God. Did you hear what I said? Did you hear what I said? We are not too young to know God. You're not too young for the things of the Spirit. You may be coming, you may be coming too old. <laughs> Who remembers how old Josiah was when he became king of Israel? Hebrews 11 from verse 1, it says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Verse 2, it says, For by it the elders obtained a good report. Through faith we understand that the world is framed by the word of God so that the things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. So first of all, even if you do not want to take the subject of faith serious, if you look at verse 3, you, you have to take it serious. It says, through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. Now, that word framed is the Greek word karaktiso. You know, those of you who are close to me, I avoid using Greek. If I have to use it, it's important. Are you with me? Karaktikso means to repair. To put together something that was scattered. So, we can look at this verse and read it like this. Verse 3. Hebrews 11 verse 3. It says, through faith, we can understand that the worlds were repaired by the word of God. That gives you the idea of change. Are you with me? Meaning, by the word of God, you can change things that were scattered. You can repair things that were scattered. Through faith, we understand that the words are framed by the word of God. So that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. That means, from the things which are invisible, we can create the visible. It says, the things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. Meaning, even if your life was empty. Oh, God. Even if there was nothing around your life right now. Even if you have lost everything, even if you have lost time, you've lost opportunities, you've lost doors, and all of that, even if there is nothing appearing right now, out of the invisible, you can make things. You can change things. If you leave me, I would have called this topic faith to change your world. For a very long time, I've asked my, I used to ask myself, 
this faith, I have read books on faith. And many of them, they really helped me understand it. But I couldn't really seem to get the point from the first principles. I was like, what exactly? How does a person know he has faith? Why is it that sometimes it looks as though I have faith? Sometimes I don't have it. Sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't work. It shouldn't be so because he told us in Romans 3, the law, faith is the law. Are you with me? The law of faith. Why? Does it seem to work sometimes and doesn't work sometimes? Am I confused? What? But one day. Ah. One day I was reading the book of Hebrews chapter 1. And it, it was as though he jumped out of the verse and hit me. Hebrews 11 verse 1. He said, now faith is the substance of things hoped for. Then he hit me that faith is substance. Faith is the substance. It must be tangible. What is the substance? A substance is anything that has weight and occupies space. It's real. It must be real. Hmm. I said, but how can I have substance of things so for? The evidence of things not seen. If it's not seen, then it should not be substance. But he's telling you that it's substance. Are you with me? It's real. Where is it? In the spirit. It must be real in the spirit. It must be real in the spirit. So how do I know I have faith? When the thing that I'm fitting for has become real to me in the spirit. It is true I cannot touch it. I cannot handle it physically. But I know it. I can touch it in my spirit. So let's go back. Are you following this journey? Please take it serious. Let me read something out to you that I wrote some years ago. I discovered that many people have not experienced Bible faith. Bible faith is when your spirit has laid hold on a reality so strong that even though you cannot see it, you know it is there. For instance, imagine you received a credit alert of 300,000 naira. So, you were in service. Or, you were having a bad day. Then you just said, pam, pam. And, somebody who has been on you all this while, did business, bought on credits, bought on credits, bought on credits, I will pay you, I will pay you, I will pay you. Then God opened the door for him and decided to pay you all at once. Receive in Jesus' name. And you just said, pam, pam. And you saw, 300,000 naira. You go like, hey! Some people don't like, they don't want to shout. Some people will not suspect. Mm. Kai. Maliko. They say, Uchi, why are you smiling? I say, no worry, you don't understand. <laughs> you see, all that thing you are doing is because you saw something. You, you may go around and tell somebody, I'm a rich man. I'm a big boy. You know that social media meme that when you see 5K a lot, work like this. <laughs> Social media is another word. They exist in a different planet. Or that one that you saw, is he a king for poor? He said, after you receive 198, I will buy a jet for my mother. And I will build a school in my village. 
But you saw something that changed your attitude. You see, that thing you saw is the substance. You, you may not be holding 300,000 naira cash. And to you, you won't even mind if you're holding it or not because you've seen something that has convinced you that you have it. That's the same way faith is. It is a substance of things hopeful. There must be enough conviction that you have gotten that has convinced you that that thing is done. Are you with me? If you have not gotten to that point, faith has not come. Praise the Lord. See, it will be so real to you, eh, that you'll be going around and saying, I have it. Where is it? You say, see. I know you cannot see it, but I have it. Because faith is substance. So, if you are writing your book, you can take a fresh page and write something like this. Faith is substance, one. How many of you remember when church started and we were always using board? Faith is not just substance. Faith is also substantiation. Because if you study that Hebrews 11 from verse 1 in, in the Greek, yes, it is written faith is substance, which is true. It also tells you faith is substantiation. So one is a noun and one is a verb. So faith as a noun is substance. Meaning, so for instance, something is already existing and alive in the spirit realm. And God gives you an insight into it. Are you with me? When you see that insight, you know that that thing is there. You are convinced. Praise the Lord. But the second level, which I'm going to spend more time on, is substantiation. It's not yet there, but you are partnering with God to make it there. To create it. Because of the conduct of our teaching. Are you with me? You are partnering with God to make that thing be there. You are substantiating it, meaning you are putting the the stuff together and it actually makes sense with the context because it says through faith we understand that the walls were framed by the word of God if you have understood me to this point let me see your hand I should explain more let me see your hand so that from that verse faith is the substance of things hoped for there are two explanations to that word substance the first one is a noun so, like the example I gave, somebody sent you 300,000 and you got an alert. So, you already have it. Are you with me? A substance already. It has been formed already. But there's a different case where you say, I'm expecting money. The person is already telling you, I will send you money. You are discussing with the person. This first one is, it has come already. The second one is, it is coming so don't worry, when I complete that job, I will get the payment. You see, that process that you are doing to get the payment is substantiation. You are still doing something to create it. And in your work with God, there will be many things that are substance as noun, and there will be many things that will be substance as verb. When you are seeking the will of God, most times, you don't have the opportunity to change it. It's already done in God's realm. Are you with me? It is for God to reveal to you what his plan is. 
Now, you may be in Port Harcourt and God is saying this business or this ministry or this whatever, whatever will be in Lagos. It's already settled in God's realm. Are you with me? When God already begins to show you dreams and visions of how that um, endeavor will prosper in that particular city, what you are receiving now is substance of the things not seen. So, you are not yet there, but you know that when you go there, it must work out. Are you with me? It is already substance. It's done. But substantiation is... God has approved of it, but we are working on it to make it happen. Praise the Lord. Do we get that now? I wish I could give many examples of the first one, but because of our time, let me run. Substantiation. Everybody go to Mark chapter 11. So while you're going to Mark 11, I'll write some things on the board. So, when something is already substance, what you need to do to bring it into the reality is what we call, what the Bible calls the fight of faith. For instance, the death, the burial, the resurrection, and the salvation plan of God is already done in the spirit. Are you with me? It's not when you believe today that Christ will die. Christ has already died. He has been buried and resurrected 2,022 years ago, right? He has made salvation available. So, how do you receive it? You have to put away the, the understanding of your mind. The limitations of unbelief. That struggle to put that away and accept this new one is called the fight of faith. Are you with me? So it's already done in God's realm. If you accept it, believe it, it will be done in your own realm. That's how to pull something that has been done already. And I'll talk about this later. But when you are substantiating, we began to mention some of this on, on Sunday. When you are substantiating, you will have prayer. Remember, you are trying to create it. So you are praying. As you pray, even though it does not exist, you are praying and you are creating it. Hallelujah. In, in desperate prayer, sometimes some things may be against you, but you are praying and you are changing it. You are changing what the verdict is in the spirit realm. Hallelujah. Under substantiation, you also have the visions of the heart. Those of you who were in, the, in a meeting with me yesterday, I told you I was going to introduce some new things, right? You have consistent declaration. Consistent declaration. You have corresponding action corresponding actions and insights into the will of God. So there are five of them here. There's one, two, three, four, five. So, when something is already done in the spirit frame, you have to fight the fight of faith to make it come to your physical realm, right? But when you are partnering with God to create something that has not yet been created, these are the things to do. If you allow me, I will actually say insight into the will of God first. Praise the Lord. So, when you know that this is what God wants to do, 
or wants to get done. And the Bible has given you the provision to make that possible. You begin to pray. Are you with me? You begin to pray. For instance, I've seen people pray things like this. Have you ever heard prayers like this? Lord, I want you to heal him if it's your will. I've heard something like that before. That's a wrong prayer. Healing is the will of God. You know that already, so pray. For you to pray, God should heal him if it's your will, meaning you don't even believe. You already, see, you're already destroying what you're trying to create. Praise the Lord. Oh God, prosper me if it's your will. You don't believe that God wants to, you to prosper? That means you're already puncturing your faith from the beginning. Are you with me? I've ever said this like this. Maybe all the things I'm going through, maybe it's because God wants to teach me a lesson. Maybe I'm not among those that are supposed to be. It's a lie. Remember when we were praying on Monday? Let me tell you something. If the church did not pray desperately, eh, Peter would have been killed and they would say it's the will of God. Just the same way James was killed and they, say it was, and they just left it like that. This is why the word of God is important. You have to have an understanding of the word of God. Insight into the will of God. If it is God's plan, then it must come to pass. But can I shock you? If it is God's plan, it doesn't mean it will always come to pass. Because it can be God's plan, but if you don't partner with God to make it happen. For instance, when you study about the Israelites, what was God's plan? What did God create already in the spirit? God said, Israel will spend 400 years. Are you with me? But how many years did Israel spend? Israel spent 430 years. Why? They spent extra 30 years, and 30 years is no joke. Don't think that 30 years is small. It's not small. A 30-year-old man is a man. Now, man, you be. <laughs> Why did they spend the extra 30 years? Because when God was trying to do something with Moses, they rejected it. They fought against it. So, if you don't have insight into the will of God, even when God is trying to work out something, you may push it away. Are you following me? So, first of all, insight into the will of God. For instance, maybe you're a career person here, and God has put you in a particular line of business. You know that this is what God wants me to do. This is why, as a Christian, let me tell you something here. There is no subject of the Bible that is independent of the other. So if you're talking about faith now, gradually we're talking about the of the Spirit. Somehow we're talking about the written word. All of them are all intertwined. You really want things to work in your favor. You have to soak yourself into the economy of God. So you learn to ask questions like this. Lord, what will you have me do? When you are in that place that God wants you to be, are you with me? Nothing should be able to stop you. So if something is trying to raise this ugly head, you should find out why and deal with it. Are you with me? The Bible says... If the foundation be destroyed, what can the righteous do? Remember what we did on Sunday. Why do you think I took out time to explain the centrality of the gospel before talking about the secrets of change? Because let me tell you something like we explain on the 17th of July. That's the teaching for the, 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 that's the, the teaching schedule. Let me tell you something. God is God-centered. There are many people that are praying for change, but in God's priority, they are contributing nothing. So it's not that they are not. <laughs> it's not that God will not answer them. But see, they are far. They are far. But I can shock you. There are other people who are not even praying as much as they are praying and are receiving help. Ah, even unbelievers. That day, I will talk. Praise the Lord. Sometimes I wish I can just gather much more people to hear these things. Can I tell you? That's the secret of our life. Oh. 
That see, I can never be stranded. It's impossible under heaven forever, ever, and ever. Amen. Insight into the will of God. Then you pray. But prayer is not all. There is more. I'm going to emphasize today about the visions of the heart and consistent declarations. I may not go too deep on this because we've talked about this a lot before, right? You can check our Telegram group, listen to homologia, word programming, teachings like speak. But well, Mark 11. However, when I'm teaching faith again, that Monday teaching, I will re-emphasize all of those things. Mark 11. From verse 22. You know the story of Mark 11, right? Where they were passing a certain place and they saw a fig tree. The fig tree ought to have produced fruit or figs. But the Bible recorded that it was not the time of figs, right? And Jesus came and was hungry. That was an encouragement. Jesus was hungry. So I'm not supposed to fast all the days of my life. He was hungry. And he came to that tree. And he was like, give me food. But the tree said, we have no food. It's not time for figs. And Jesus said, you died there. Jesus said, this tree, you are cursed. No man shall eat of you. And he went. The Bible says, no man eats fruit of thee hereafter forever. And his disciples heard it. That means he spoke, right? And in verse 21, after a while, they were going out. And Peter, calling to remembrance, said unto him, Master, behold, the fig tree which thou cursed is withered away. Because Peter remembered when the master was uh, cursing that tree. He says, this fig tree which you cursed is withered away. Verse 22, what did Jesus say? And Jesus answering, said unto them, have faith in God. Kaparatata. Glory. Glory! Actually, the better rendition of this is have the God kind of faith. And he gives us an insight into how this faith works. Verse 23. He says, For verily I say unto you, that whatsoever, sh- that whatsoever sh- shall say unto this mountain, be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, mm-hmm, that whosoever, not shall whatsoever, the name of Jesus, that whosoever shall see unto this mountain, be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he said shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he said. Let's do an exercise now. Count how many times says in this verse. Everybody, let's count how many times says in this verse. Ignore the first one, but verily I say, I say unto you. Now whosoever shall say unto this mountain, one, unto this mountain, be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith to shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. How many times? Three. Have you seen the emphasis on saying? That's the principle in the God kind of faith. But that's not all. There is more to it. Let's read it again. Are you ready? One, two, three, go. For verily I say unto you, that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he said, oh, so the saying is important, but he must not doubt in his heart. And show you how I read the Bible. Sometimes you have to read a verse again and again and again. Sometimes you would have read it and read it, and while you are sleeping, the Holy Spirit will come and remind you. Praise the Lord. So, there is saying, there is constant declaration, but your heart must be involved. So, Jesus told them, have the God kind of faith. We are going to see how this explanation of the God kind of faith was practicalized by God first. So when he says, have the God kind of faith, he's telling you, operate the same principles of faith that God operated. Genesis chapter 1. So, case study now is the creation story. Who has followed me to this point? Is it making sense? Genesis chapter 1. 
not trying to brag, but can I tell you something? If you are in this church, eh, listening to our teachings, and you claim not to understand, ah, come, I need to pray, lay hands on you personally. No, I'm serious. I remember I finished a seven-hour teaching one time in Lagos, and Pastor Victor Momodo said, see, anybody we know understand this teaching. Eh? <laughs> Make it go kindergarten. <laughs> I understand this point. Genesis chapter 1. So, we are going to step by step draw out the principles of faith from God himself. Genesis 1 from verse 1. It says, in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth, and the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. Doesn't this look like a challenge? Or does it make sense where the Bible will say, in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth, and all of a sudden, and the earth was without form and void. Something happened. Are you with me? It shouldn't be so that God will create the heaven and the earth, and all of a sudden, it's without form and it's void. But what did God do? Remember, we're talking about secrets of change here. What did God do to change the situation? The first thing he did, and the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. Are you seeing why we take praying in tongues serious? There has to be a way to stare, to stare the move of the Spirit. And the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. It is true, everything is wrong. But even in this chaos, the Holy Ghost is still doing something. I know my life is out of order, but the God is, can still do something. He's still doing something. Praise the Lord. You see why prayer is important? Because sometimes to get the spirits moving, you have to pray. You have to pray. You pray, pray, and pray. But you don't just stop at prayer. Let's continue. And the earth was without form and void, and that was upon the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. Verse 3, and God said. So, after you've been praying, and you've been praying, and you sense that there is a move of the Spirit, begin to talk. Tell anybody begin to talk. After me, I'm blessed. Say after me, I'm blessed. I'm favored. I'm prosperous. I'm fulfilling God's plan for my life. In the name of Jesus. Say after me, I was born to win. These hands are fruitful hands. Glory! Now, look at, he was saying it in the midst of the chaos. And God said, let there be light, and there was light. Verse 4, and God saw the light. Hmm. And God saw the light. So, after you declare, you must protect the vision of what you have said. It must be real in your heart. And God saw the light. That it was good. And God divided the light from the darkness. You know, somebody may say, Pastor, are you not just making this thing up? When the Bible says, and God saw the light, it's actually because as he said it, he saw it. It, it has already happened. Don't be so sure. Are you with me? Don't be so sure. And I can prove it to you in many ways. Verse 3 says, and, and God said, let there be light, and there was light. Verse 4 says, and God saw the light that it was good, right? So, when we read, and God said, let there be light, in their mind, they think everywhere just became bright. But you discover that even after God said this, he created the sun later. Verse, six, verse 16. And God said, and God made two great lights. The greater light to rule the day, and the lesser light to rule the night. Are you seeing? So, which light was God saying? Was God seeing or sawing? <laughs> In verse 3 and 4. Are you following the train of thought? So, it's more than just sun. He saw the light. If you study 2 Corinthians, it actually uses this verse to, to say that that light he saw was Christ. Remember 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 6. It says, For God who commanded the light shine out of darkness has shined in our hearts. So, when everywhere was dark, God said, Let there be light. He's saying, Just the same way God 
commanded the light to shine out of darkness is the same way out of the dark heart he commanded light. Deep stuff. But let's jump that. Let me show you more because it's about to get very interesting. Praise the Lord. Jump to verse 11. That verse 4 is still, tricky, is still touching me. And God saw the light that it was good. And God divided the light from the darkness. How do you divide light? <sighs> Those things are, they are heart issues. They are things in the spirit. You know, in your heart, you can actually divide things. Physically, you cannot divide. You can be thinking two things separately, individually at the same time. Are you with me? And God divided the light. Many of you, eh, when God has shown you where you are going to, divide it from the darkness. Don't start thinking, what if? Verse 11, the Bible says, And God said, let the earth bring forth grass and the herb yielding seed and the fruit yielding tree after his kind whose seed is in itself upon the earth and it was so and the earth brought forth grass and herb yielding seed after his kind and the tree yielding fruit whose seed was in itself after his kind and god saw that it was good what comes to your mind when you read this verse i'm sure for many people who have not heard me teach about this what comes to your mind is, as God said to the tree, just saw trees growing out. And pa, 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 leaves are everywhere. Have you ever pictured it like that before? Say the truth. We have all pictured it like that. My God. And God said, let the, the earth bring forth grass. And he just saw them coming out. We are here again. <laughs> we are here. And help using seed. Glorious God. It just grew out like that. And God saw that it was good. So, it can even make sense. You can even argue with that. Ah, ah, it came out now. Didn't God see it? The Bible says, and God saw that it was good. Ah, that's how it happened. Pastor, don't tell me nothing. That's how it happened. Let's read the Bible. Genesis chapter 2, from verse 1. He says, Thus, the heavens and the earth were finished. That word, we are finished, is past tense. Are you with me? He says, based on this story of chapter 1, the heavens and the earth were finished. And all the host of them. Remember, the Bible says in chapter 1, and God rested. He finished his work and rested. But see what chapter 2 is saying. It says, Thus, the heavens and the earth were finished, and all the host of them. Verse 2. And on the seventh day, God ended his work which he had made and rested on the seventh day from all his work which he had made. So, according to this verse, God had finished, God had rested. Right? See verse 3. And God blessed the seventh day. And sanctified it because in that day he had rested from all his work which God created and made. Verse 4. These are the generations of the heavens and of the earth when they were created in the day that the Lord God made heaven and earth. I thought you were saying they had finished. Which one is it? Which other story do you want to start now? He says, These are the generations. First of all, that word generations is out of place in this story now because the product is just starting, the project just started. You are saying generations of heaven and earth. Ah, generations. Why generations? Because gener- the idea of generation is father and mother produce children. Children produce their own children. Meaning something is producing something else, right? So why is he talking about generations here if we are just starting? He says, these are generations of the heavens and of the earth when they were created in the day that the Lord God made the he- earth and the heavens. Verse 5. And every plant of the field before it was in the earth. And every herb of the field before it grew. Oh, he made every plant of the field before it was in the earth. And every herb of the field before it grew. That means it did not happen the way we thought. So where was these things that God was saying? At, at what point was God seeing them saying and God saw it was good? Are you following me? It was in the spirit. 
He had done it so much in the spirit that he went to rest. God had talked, seen it finish in the spirit, and he rested. And he didn't feel like, I have not finished work. He rested. He says, and every plant of the field before it was in the earth, and every herb of the field before it grew. For the Lord had not caused it to rain upon the earth. And there was not a man to till the ground. I will talk about this on Sunday. So, you see this thing. What you are not seeing in this story, or what is not obvious in this creation story, is that he seeing it was part of the creation of it. What is not obvious is that God seeing those things he was saying is part of the raw material to make it happen. Meaning, if he does not see it, it will not be finished in the spirit realm. Let me show you something. Go to Ephesians chapter 3 from verse 20. Now, I've mentioned concerning declarations subtly, right? I'm tilting towards visions of the heart. Everybody read Ephesians 3 verse 20. 1, 2, 3, go. He says, Now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think. According to the power that worketh in us. So according to God's economy, there are many times where your thinking is as good as your asking. He didn't say ask and think. Your thinking and asking. He equated them. In the spirit realm, thinking is not on his own. What you are seeing in, the, in your heart is not on its own. The Bible says, for as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. He didn't say, as a man thinketh in his heart, so he will be. That means thinking can be done in the heart. Before I used to find that scripture, Proverbs 23, verse 7. Let's look at that verse. Proverbs 23, verse 7. Now, that verse was actually talking about somebody evil. But he gave you insight. Go to Proverbs 23, verse 7. Let's read from verse um, 5. No, that's too far away from the context. Verse 6. It says, Eat thou not bread of him that hath an evil eye, neither desire thou his dainty meats. Verse 7. For as he thinketh in his heart, so is he. Eat and drink, yet he to thee, but his heart is not with thee. So, this verse did stop me before. I, I, I used to say, for as he thinketh in his mind. I thought it's supposed to be mind. But he said, in his heart. And if you study the Bible very well, your man has the inward, there is the inward man, there is the outward man. The inward man consists of his spirit and of his soul. The spirit and soul actually make up the heart. In the soul, you have the mind, the will, and the emotion. Let me give an example. Have you ever thought about something so much that you dreamt about it? You thought about shawarma, that in your sleep, you saw yourself walking by Mr. Chow. Is it happened today? In your heart, there's the soul, there's the spirit. Open Hebrews, Hebrews 4 from verse 12. You should read for the word of God to speak a powerful, sharp, and any two edged sword, piercing into dividing asunder of soul and spirit and of joints and marrow, and is the descender of the thoughts and the intents of the heart. For the word is quick, for the word of God is quick and powerful, sharper than any two edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit. You know why I'm saying this? Just the same way meat and fat can be so twined together, your soul and your spirit can come together that you need the word of God to divide. Are you with me? But that also tells you. That you can think so much in this place. Your thinking can be so strong in your soul that it will begin to influence your spirit. And if it influences your spirit, it will begin to influence your life. That thing that God has prepared for you, many times God wants you to think about it. So he will call Abraham and say, come, look at the stars of heaven. God is making him to think. As his thinking is influencing his spirit. And once he's touching your spirit, the Bible says, guard your heart with all diligence. For out of it are the issues of life. Meaning, whatever becomes of your inward man. Whatever. That other scripture I just quoted. God, you have to talk diligence. Part of it are the issues of life. Proverbs chapter 23 from verse... No. Proverbs 4, verse 23. Praise the Lord. 
Hallelujah. Everybody read Proverbs 12, verse 23. It says, keep the heart with all diligence. For out of it are the issues of life. The issues there is not the same problem. Oh. The issue there is it, the, the coming out. Just the same way you say, what is issuing out of that pipe? Guard your heart with all diligence. For out of it are the issues of life. So when you understand that this place called the heart eh, is the spectacle of reality, you begin to guard it well. Because God can plan something for you. You may have even seen a great vision in your spirit. God may have shown you something big. But your soul can have something so wrong that it to influence this one. Are you hearing me? So, when, what will you do when it seems like you, you keep thinking negative thoughts? Back to Hebrews 4 verse 12. He says, for the word of God is quick and powerful. Sharper than any two-edged sword. Piercing evil to divide and asunder of soul and spirit. So if your soul is thinking the wrong things that wants to cloud what God is doing in your spirit, man. You have to bring the word of God and first of all, cut. Are you hearing me? You cut out the wrong stuff. You cut out the wrong stuff and fix your attention on the right things. So that your heart, why do you think we preach? Why do you think we teach? When we teach and preach, it first of all affects your mind. But over time, your soul, your spirit man begins to re- receive the influence of what has happened in your, in your mind, which is in your soul. Are you following me? See, we have to be very careful. As you grow in your life, avoid negative thoughts. All men has come. Okay. All women are witches. <laughs> hey. There is no good man to marry anywhere. You know what you are doing? You are framing your own world. After a while, you won't see any good one. In your world, see, you, the Bible says through faith we understand that the world is framed. And don't forget what we just read. God is able to do everything above all we ask or think. So your thinking can equate your asking many times. So you've been thinking that way and you're wondering why everybody coming around are just, they are the not the loose. Let me ask you a question. What's the time? Jesus. How many of you have had this experience before where you were thinking about something? Most likely something negative. You were thinking about it and after a while, you felt it as if it was almost happening real. Has it happened to you before? What does that tell you? What you did not know is that you just jumped out of a creative process. You must guard your heart. Let me tell you, I have never seen myself as a small pastor. And I'm not. God sent me to the whole world. He sent us to the whole world. Are you hearing me? He said, well, Mr. Jen, I have seen it. Let me tell you, sometimes, do you know what I do? Ask them. People are close to me. If you checked my phone, you will see plenty pictures. <laughs> At a point, I had so researched on mechanogen. That if you, if you woke me from the sleep and said, Pastor David, how much you know? I'll just tell you. If it's 50 kVA, we need this. If we need a second hand or brand new, this. <laughs> My mind. See, it must take over you. The Bible says, for with the heart, man, believe it. The heart, that place. You know what I'm teaching you? How to change. You are. Mm. That's why I believe in visuals a lot. I believe in. We're going to have a lot of screens. And I've been seeing it. See, every day I come here, I'm not just seeing. I'm seeing the, the LED. The 12 by 8. So as you are praying and confessing, what are you seeing? Sometimes, you have watched movies of bad relationships. How the girl said, are you training me? I will just slap you now. Look into my eyes and tell me that you are leaving me. You have crammed all those things in your mind. And you think it's just film. Soon it's happening life. Why not picture something else? You have pictured yourself starting from scratch. You're having nothing. You will now suffer, 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 suffer. You will now make it. And all those people, all those people that did you bad, you will now show them. Why not picture yourself? You blew from the beginning. And you picture yourself helping many people. All the people that thought could have been against you, you were helping them. You were giving them seed. That's why 
when you, yeah, one of the weak, the most devilish thing devil did in our generation is to give us social media. I stopped on, when I'm scrolling Facebook. Anytime I see all those pictures of snakes, all those things, straight up, out, out. Many of you, some of you following online, you've gone to watch pornography. Ha. You've gone to watch things that, see, the, the devil is, he's dealing with this place. Some of you, you will need to shut down your phone. I'm telling you, many of you don't know. I've not said this out before so many times. Between 2007 and 2009, my eyes not see the four walls of, of a TV. For three years in my life, 2007, 2008, 2009, I did not see television. I was reading only the Bible and books. Bible and books. I didn't see TV for three years. So that when God showed me something, to be clear, this, let me tell you, this thing is so important in salvation also. You must come to the point where you see Christ as the answer. Hallelujah. Can I tell you something? I've seen mass- massive crusades. Say the truth. I've seen it. Are you not seeing it? Let me tell you. I've pictured my hand on the globe like this. Hey, God. I was about to even do, when we were about to do the logo for New Breed, I almost did the logo of the globe, then a hand that covered it. Covered it to the power of God. My late father called this the world of flame. So he, his own logo was, if you check Bridge Gap logo, years ago, you will see the, the world globe, then there's fire around it. You know, that's a picture. But our own logo is different. It's like a chevron, and there are different sizes. The smallest in front, that's actually a picture of an army. That even the smallest will be strong enough to stay in front. Check the logo. You go, you check the logo. All those are visual pictures. What? Let me tell you. I know your life is empty, but what are you seeing in the future? What have you protected in your heart? Because after after now, that thing inside will come out. Everybody, close your eyes. Close your eyes and begin to see and begin to declare what you are seeing. In fact, jump on your feet. Because let me tell you something, as you are seeing, you are creating. Through faith, you understand that the walls were framed by the word of God. So all that God has said about you, you must begin to see and create. See everything you've lost being restored. See yourself with speed in the plan of God. I know you've not gone to school, but see yourself going to school. Now pray in tongues, let the move of the Holy Ghost carry it. Korabakashiketepereketelemandarakata.